um, your teams typically bring. Of course, it's your first time with, with the Badgers, but a lot of scrap, both sides. Buffalo teams fight. They, they claw and scratch hard. Um, is, that a, is that a good – does that make for a really good opening test? Yeah, I think you're going to see two teams wrestle hard. You know what I mean? And these guys are, uh, you know, Buffalo's hard-nosed, well-coached. They, uh, they kind of have the same philosophy we do in, in uh, you know, in our conditioning and making everybody try to fight to earn every point. So uh, I really think you're going to see an entertaining match, two teams that are going to wrestle hard, uh, you know, with a lot of intensity. And, uh, you know, it's I think it's a great way to kick off college wrestling tonight. Yeah. And we're going to be super unbiased on the call tonight because we're going to have Ben Askren, head coach of the Badger RTC, on the call. Um, what I noticed interviewing a couple of the guys, they, they talked a lot about Ben and his impact on their, their wrestling. What's it been like having him around? Oh, it's been great. You know, Ben, Ben, Ben running RTC. Uh, we have RTC practices for these guys and, uh, he brings a whole different thing. Ben, Ben's the complete opposite of me, uh, complete opposite of coach reader. And so it's, he, these guys are getting the best of both worlds in terms of the intensity and the, the, the basics, the fundamentals. And then you're getting Ben in there, who's about as laid back as he could possibly be, uh, rolling around and cradling people from everywhere and, and doing things that we don't do. So I think we're a great team. We complement each other very, very well. Yeah, and, and looking at your team, you've got a couple of pretty scrambly roll-around type of guys. I want to start with Connor Brown. He transferred from SDSU over here. What kind of growth have you seen in him? He was, he was a guy that, you know, since we, we streamed your duels, we got, got to see a lot of Connor kind of like, Man, a lot of potential there. Really uh, good in scrambles, tough on top, kind of hard nosed. What kind of progression have you seen from his true freshman year to this year? Yeah, C CB was a baby, man. You know what I mean? He was a young, true freshman. And uh, we didn't have a, any choice but to throw him out there last year. Uh, the growth I've seen from him over the summer, uh, first of all, the physical growth. He's, he's, he's got some muscles. <laughs> you know, he's, um, he's got some muscles. He's bigger. He's more, way more mature um, in terms of his, his uh, nutrition. Um, his work ethic, and uh, and and then and then wrestling wise, he's grown leaps and bounds. You know, he's um he's not out there just trying to hang on and catch people. He's out there initiating contact and trying to get to his leg attacks. And he's he's just overall, I think he's a completely different wrestler. Yeah, excited excited to watch him tonight. Another guy I know many people are fired up to see is because he's kind of been someone's like, well, how would he do if he had his shot? And it's Tristan Moran, you know. We, we talk so much about the depth in the Oklahoma State room, and now he's transferred here. He's going to be your starter at 41. Um, what have you seen from him? Tristan's awesome. First of all, he brings a different light as a, the kind of yeah. person he is. You know what I mean? He's, um, he's, he's a leader, and uh, his, his, uh, his quirkiness, his goofiness is, is, is just everybody attracts to him. Uh, first of all, second of all, he's bringing a little bit of different intensity into our room. He doesn't like to get beat. He doesn't like to get scored on. He's, 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 he's bringing a lot of heat in the room. And of course he's, he's bringing a different kind of style. Um, he's hard to wrestle, uh, you know, and now we've, we've got a little bit more basic defense. He's way better when guys are, uh, you know, not, not just straight going to his roles. He knows how to down block and now, and, and, um, I'm excited to see him wrestle. He's excited. He knows he's, um, you know, he hasn't had an opportunity. He felt like he should have a couple of years ago or, um, but now he's got his opportunity. He's got two years left to showcase what kind of wrestler he really is. And I'm, I'm, I'm just excited this guy's on our team. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited to watch him. And these two brothers, the Wick brothers, back-to-back, 57-65. Xander's season last year cut short with, with a hip injury, but now he's back. And he's got a, a really tough guy that is probably, to, to most wrestling fans, still super under the radar, even though he made the U23 team, Alex Smythe. 
He beat his he beat Evan Wick at U23s in a pretty big upset, and now he's going to be down at 157. Uh, two pretty hard-nosed guys. Thoughts on that match? Yeah. Uh, first of all, I'm proud of, of Xander, man. Xander had a serious injury. You know, when we got here, Xander Xander was, uh, you know, just walking barely, not doing anything. So I'm very proud of what Xander, the rehab he has done uh, to get where he is. And I, you know, the last couple weeks, the last month, I've seen a different Xander Wick in terms of excitement, in terms of the look on his face. Uh, this guy is just happy to be out there after what he has gone through to get back on the mat and excited to wrestle. Um, and when you get a guy that's excited and that fired up, uh, he's very dangerous. Then you throw in there that he's a very, very good, skilled wrestler. Um, you know, the sky's the limit. I'm excited to see Xander Wick wrestle just for the fact that this guy is excited and fired up, and he deserves everything that, um, that he gets for the way he's fought back through this injury um, and the work that he's had to put in to get back into shape and do the things that, um, you know, he, he wants to accomplish. So I'm very, very excited for this guy. He deserves, he deserves to be out there uh, competing. So you've been here seven months, and, and unquestionably the best wrestler on your team right now is, is Evan Wick. How important is it that – I mean, Evan Evan's seems bought into the philosophy wholly. How important is it to have that number one guy and a, a new coaching staff aligned, and how aligned do you feel that you two – Well, I'll tell you, when are. we first got here, you know, we've talked to Evan a lot. He uh, When we first got here, he said after the first 30-minute practice that he, he uh, was bought in. And that was huge for us because, you know, not everybody was bought in to begin with. Uh, when you've got your leader vocally, um, you know, uh, supporting us and, and, and saying, guys, change, this is what's going to be, how great it is, um, it's, it's important. Uh, but this kid, I say it over and over again, uh, Evan, Evan Wick is, is, is unbelievable. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Just as a person. And when you get a guy that is, is an unbelievable person, uh, it, it, that translates into an unbelievable leader. Uh, his work ethic is unbelievable again. And, uh, you know, the sky is the limit. Plus, you know, you throw in, the, again, the kid can wrestle. Yeah. Uh, he's very, very talented. Uh, you go along with being a good person and doing all the right things. That's exactly what we want for the University of Wisconsin's program. That's the kind of kids we're trying to recruit and bring in. Uh, and he's a living example of what, what you know, our program is all about. And then think about one more match uh, I'm excited for. Heavyweight, uh, two pretty tough guys. you got Gunning from Buffalo, probably the favorite on paper against your freshman, Trent Hilger. Uh, what have you seen from Trent? He had a pretty solid spring, summer, freestyle. What are you looking for in this match? Man, again, Trent is excited to wrestle. Uh, you know, and that's 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 number one. These guys are excited to be out there. Uh, Trent is ready to go. Um, he's going to have a great year. You know, he's a freshman. We're going to have some up and ups and downs with him. But I am uh, I'm excited to see this guy compete. He's a workhorse. Uh, he does all the right things again. Uh, excited to be out there and just you know a great human being so um, it's going to be a lot of fun to watch him compete all year and accomplish great things he's going to have one heck of a career here at, uh, at Wisconsin that's awesome so all right so eight o'clock here uh, what's what's the plan for for the Badgers up till weigh-in so we've had most of them come in uh, they're gonna all get in here before 10 o'clock do something whether it's just walk stretch job uh, go outside for a walk some of them want to drill a little bit some of them want to go over the game plan a little bit uh, and then we won't see him. Um, you know, we won't see him till 4:30 when we get our pregame um, uh, weight cut in, and then uh, you know a little little rehydration, a little food, and then uh, seven o'clock it's go time. All right, nice. Well, I know you're chomping at the bit. You got stuff to do. Um, anything else before we let you go? Of course, no. I'm appreciate you guys being here. Appreciate you putting us on on flow and all the support you guys do. So uh, we're we're excited, and uh, you know, hopefully everybody tunes in and watch these Badgers jumping around. All right. Well, hey, thanks for coming on, Coach. I'll see you in a little Thank bit. Thank you. Appreciate it. All right. That's Chris Bono. He's a, he's off he's off getting after it now. Headed right into the wrestling room, I'm sure.
So, all right, Bracky, I'm back. Good stuff yep. as always from uh, Bono. Yeah, he's the man. He's a man. Uh, having a lot of fun here as always. Madison's man. You you would like it here, Bracky. It feels very um, college football-y here. It's well, wonderful. We, nice fall weather. You know, we went there on final X road trip, and it was lovely. It is. Uh, apparently, it's just always nice weather in Wisconsin. That's just what I'm going to assume until I'm here and it's until not Until you go in January? Yeah, I'm going to try to avoid that. Oh, no, I might come in February when they duel Iowa. Oh, I bet it's cold then. Yeah, probably February, Wisconsin, going to be a little chilly. We'll have to roll the dice. Um, I'll have to buy a jacket. Okay. All right, so that's, that's what's going on here. Um, I got to... Talk to Coach Stutzman. I tell you what, B- Buffalo's got five, six, seven pretty tough dudes. Mm-hmm. There's some dudes under the radar. They're um, they're 74 as a JUCO national champ last year who smashed his way. He like bonus his way quarter semis finals. Um, so he's a pretty tough guy. I think it's going to be a pretty interesting match. There's going to be uh, you. You have to say Wisconsin's the favorite on paper, but Buffalo is going to be in a lot of these matches. I think we're going to see. A lot of fight. They looked really sharp in their uh, in their practice yesterday, and yeah. So well, twenty five will be twenty five will be interesting too. Aikens isn't bad at all, and then yeah, no. like you said, I'm interested to see Smythe, uh, little maybe revenge match for Xander. Um, but yeah, yeah, I tried to set Xander up for that, but he wouldn't like he he wouldn't play up the the revenge factor when I interviewed him yesterday. He's like, no, I'm just really excited to wrestle. Yeah, oh, come on, Xander. Throw a dagger. It's going to be this is for my brother. <laughs> Seriously, honor. yeah. Make this about uh, family. Uh, but Buffalo is one <laughs> of those teams. Uh, they are just going to wrestle hard for seven minutes. They're going to be in your face, and it's kind of like Wisconsin with Bono. They're it's going to be the exact same way. So you know you're going to get a slugfest tonight. Yeah, yeah. I don't think there's going to be a lot of holding back. So that that's going to be great. Fired up for that. As I mentioned, Ben Askren going to be on the call. Who knows what that means? We just know it's happening. I'm a little um, scared. But, yeah, a little scared, but I think I think fear is fear is okay. We'll just we'll just channel it into positive energy. Mm-hmm. So that's tonight. Um, Tristan Moran is. Wait, I did an interview with him. Check it out. It's on the site. But I didn't know Tristan Moran's really really funny guy. Very loose guy. He Bono's not kidding around when he says he's a brings a different energy. That's definitely true. With him. oh, and so Brackis was hilarious. He was like. In 2010, I was commentating matches at the Sunkissed Open. Mm-hmm. He's like, there's a video of me on Flow, and it's Bader interviewing 10 year old Tristan Moran, Dalton Brady, and Tristan's brother. And it's, it's hilarious. It's like uh, them, they're like literally calling matches at 10 years old. So it's pretty funny. I'll, awesome. I'll try to tweet that link out. And he pulled it right up. So he's actually, he's been at it longer than us, Bradkey. Dang, he is. He's a grinder. Yeah. He, he gets after it. Um, okay, so that's Buffalo, Wisconsin. That's tonight. You're not alma mater, but maybe sort of, we'll just call it your alma mater. West Virginia uh, <laughs> takes on Northern Colorado. What are you fired up uh, for for that duel? I'm fired up to see just kind of what product we get on the mat with West Virginia and Tim Flynn kind of ushering in that new era. And then there's a couple actually really intriguing matchups. Uh, at 133, these guys split last year. Rico Montoya, Matt Schmidt, number 14 versus number 19. Rico won the duel. Matt Schmidt kind of put it on him at Big 12s. Um, and a guy who really made strides as the season went on as a freshman, 2-2 two and two at NCAAs. Um, and I think Montoya was as well. But 
just two grinders, hard-nosed kids, and that, that one should be a lot of fun. And then interesting, West Virginia going with the true freshman at 174, Josh Ramirez, originally a Louisiana kid, one oh yeah this guy yeah he was a fargo a like six or seven times and then he transferred to one of the schools outside of iowa city i believe for his senior year won his uh state titles a senior in iowa he was originally committed to ohio state but ends up going to west virginia um, oh my goodness so they're going with him right out the gate so that'll be really interesting to see what he is well, you gotta use him before he switches schools again <laughs> that's true <laughs> this, is, this is potentially very smart uh, Tim Flynn sees the chessboard. He's like, this guy likes, he's uh, very mobile. Yeah. I'm going to get him in the lineup for as long as I can. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, I'm, go ahead. I was just going to say, I remember watching him at Fargo and thinking, how does this kid get so good in Louisiana? He is, he's legit. Yeah. He's really legit. And you give Flynn a, a, something to work with yep. and they, they take off, man. It's just like, at this point, it's the system, it's Flynn. And, uh, I, I think, that's the cool part about tonight. It's like, man, you can't make any real judgments mm -hmm. on the product that Bono and Flynn put out match one of their first year here. But at the same time, you can kind of see you, there's a potential. You're going to see some signals of, of change. So that's something uh, we'll definitely be able to watch out for. And both teams are taking on quality programs. Northern yeah, Colorado is no joke. They're coming for sure. Troy Nickerson, I mean, when you look at the recruiting that Northern Colorado is doing, they're going to be a team in the national discussion more and more as time goes on. So, they're, these are not cupcake matches for these two uh, for these two teams either. No, not at all. And it's a it's a conference match, you know, West Virginia, Northern Colorado. So that's going to affect conference seating on down the line. So it's crazy that you know it opens up with such significance. But then at fifty seven, I think we're going to see Zach Moore, and we haven't seen him in a long time. So it'll be interesting to see what he is. Um, and then at ninety seven, Noah Adams and Jacob Seeley, which is a nice little matchup. Adams, I was ranked like as high as second in his weight class and is like a top 50 mm -hmm. big boarder coming out. He's a redshirt freshman. And then Sealy, I believe, was a qualifier last year. Um, so a nice little test for him to open up open up his uh, college debut. Yeah, uh, Adam's a beast. And in high school, excited to see him. So, yeah, a nice nice little uh, opening. Nice opening little Thursday, Thursday night. Yeah, not too bad, not too bad. Okay. So what else is going on in the world today? Um, we've got Dactronics entries. A little upset. Uh, doesn't look like Nebraska sending starters. Kind of a bummer. Really wanted to see. We could have seen, for example, Chad Red versus Mitch McKee. That would have been awesome, but no Chad Red. But Gable's in the mix. And back, I think Gable, you know, he's had a very historic career, but he has the potential to be a five-time Dactronics champion. And to me, that could be the crown jewel for Gable Stevenson because he won as a high scorer, right? and he can have four more. So I think, honestly, for his Wikipedia page, when it's all said and done, the Olympic titles, the age-level championships, word one, five-time Dactronics champion, and that's, that's on the table. And that's what's at risk, potentially, this weekend. It's going mean, to be something that probably no one ever does. As long as Minnesota <laughs> continues to go to Dactronics, they don't. They can't derail him from that. No, and honestly, there are, there have been more four-time NCAA champions than five-time Dactronics champions. That's very true. So immediately he enters the Kale Dake mm -hmm. um, Steber conversation. Elite company, Smith. as they say. 
elite company. Yes, sir. So Dactronics this weekend. Pretty cool. Also, we're going to see Aaron Brooks, we believe, at the Wyoming Cowboy Open. Of course, Aaron is taking a gray shirt year. He's at the OTC. And, man, I, I think – I know Penn State fans are fired up about him. And you want to talk about the guy that is going to carry the torch for Penn State in terms of that, that transcendence? Mm-hmm. You know, the guys I – mean, you can't say that it's going to be Brooks. But man, if it's going to be someone – Brooks has all the signals, all the makings of a future multiple national champion, and we'll kind of see where he's at. We've kind of, I mean, think about, think about it, Brack. He wins the last time we saw him wrestle some really tough folk style competition because we've kind of seen him. He tears everyone up in freestyle. But, you know, he's from Maryland. I don't remember him at Super Thirty Two. I, I don't, don't you know, I don't think he ever went to Ironman. So. Really, we'll get to kind of see a little bit. Uh, it's kind of an exciting new thing that we'll see what he's got in the folk style. Certainly, the takedowns are going to be takedowns in, in either style, but that's a it's a new little wrinkle there for, for yeah, Brooks. Yeah, it's not a loaded field, you know. It's not super crazy, right. but uh, it will just be interesting to see how he fares against guys that are more mature and have been in college rooms multiple years and have that experience. Yeah, yeah, no, no doubt about that. Kind of disappointing, um, you know, the match we were really fired up for, for or one of them for, for the All-Star, Gross um, Wilson. Sounds like Gross not going to be able to wrestle. I don't know if it's an injury or whatever. It sounds like an injury. So not going to have that match, but still McKenna Brock. So That'll be fire. I'm excited for that one. Yeah, I am too. I'm, I think Mike Mal's going to do a, a little breakdown of that match um, technically. I mean, Bracky's already done the breakdown, but – we're here to let Mike give it a shot here. Yeah, he 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 didn't want me stepping into his territory, and I just wanted to let him have one. I get it, and I think that's that's good of you. So if you're wondering where everyone is, it's just it's just Kyle and I, and that's more than enough if you ask me. Um, Nomad is en route to his home state of Maryland where he will have delicious crab cakes and fellowship with his family and Ohio State Navy. Mm-hmm. So that will be very exciting. We mentioned that. So I think he maybe even on a plane right now. Micah Jordan versus Jared Prince looks like the the top match on paper. And I think Ohio State's going to have their full lineup, even though they've got U23 guys. I think they're sending everyone. McKenna is running the gauntlet from all-star to this duel. Well, they put um, their probables out, and they had McKenna listed. Um, no, I, I saw a tweet this morning that, like, he's doing both. He is? Yes. Oh, my gosh. That is pretty yeah. crazy. Yeah, I don't know. And then he's on the U23 team, and that's in, like, two weeks. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be. The only one that uh, was a little surprising to me is they had uh, Breaking Mead listed at 25 instead of Heinzelman. I'm wondering, uh, you know. I mean, typically Ohio State, if they're going to wrestle a true freshman, they'll wrestle them right away. But maybe first duel, mm-hmm. you know, bring them along. And I guess you don't have to pull it. It's not like the duel should not be in jeopardy against right. against Navy. So they're probably just saying, why not bring them? Um, or why why wrestle them yeah. for something that could be inconsequential? And if he gets hurt, then you kind of end up with a redshirt situation. Although everyone gets uh, everyone gets the medical years now. Um, Although I'm looking so. at the probables right now, and I didn't catch this earlier, uh, Kevin Snyder listed at 197, not Colin Moore. Okay. So I'm not oh, sure I what's bet, going on. I there. bet it's like a, it's probably the Maryland thing. 
They're probably giving him a. Ah, uh, yes, yes, yes. Good call. Good call. Yeah. Yep. I thought of a thing. Okay. Good job. Maybe they'll bump up. Maybe they'll bump up Colin to heavyweight. Hey, how about this? Someone just uh, Brian Coder. Want to give you credit? Put this uh, on Facebook Live. He says Michael Beard versus Connell at the Clarion Open. Oh, we knew Kent State was going, so we knew Connell would be there. But we were, you know, we're kind of in the dark on what red shirts, gray shirts, any other guys that would be there. So that's a nice little juicy nug. Very juicy nug. Uh, that's a lot of horsepower for Michael Beard. We'll learn a lot. I, I think he needs some seasoning still, although I think Beard's super talented. Although Kyle Cannell, we, we think about his NCAAs, but this was an up-and-down dude all last year, even up to the MAC tournament. So that is a great potential matchup. And speaking of Kyle, that flow film is all but done about Kyle Cannell, and it is really, really good. I think you guys are going to love it. It's a really – I mean, it's a tough story. Um, the things Kyle has been through, not everyone knows. And, um, you know, just him getting back on the mat – it was a triumph in itself, and him able to place third at NCAAs from from unseated is just the the cherry on top of the story. So that's going to be done. I mean, very soon they're mm -hmm. they're looking to finish it up. We saw like kind of one of the last cuts on Monday or Tuesday, gave notes. So they're going to be saying, "Hey, this is good to go up here in the next day, a couple of days or so." So hopefully next week sometime you guys get that. Um, it's pretty tasty treat. It's pretty incredible how open Kyle is with us and just like honest and it's not yeah. the easiest subject to talk about and I think a lot of yeah. people feel uncomfortable with it but hopefully this brings light to it and can help some people yeah I think I think definitely we'll do that if nothing else um okay so that's that uh Iowa wrestle offs I wish these were streamed live on Big Ten and Flow Wrestling but me too not. <laughs> Uh, it would be awesome because they've got they've got some very very interesting matches. Um, looking at 141, you know we've kind of put Max Buren in the starting lineup, and Vince Turk is is a tough hombre, and he's not going to give it up easy. And maybe I, I don't know is he the is he the favorite, and we just don't really know it. Or are we just trying to crown Muren a little early? He had a great ending to the season last year. Won a couple matches at NCAAs that people didn't think he was going to win. Um, mm -hmm. So maybe we are overlooking him a little bit now. I know it doesn't mean anything. It's got to be Muren in that opener, right? Because Turk's suspended, correct? Right. Um, yeah. But, that, I mean, obviously that doesn't mean anything. It's just one match, and it's not Muren's not going to get the competition there to where he just runs away with the spot if he wins. Um, exactly. But, yeah, absolutely. I'm – Absolutely interested in that one. Who do you think Turk's favorite? Well, I didn't, and then uh, you know people talk, right? Mm -hmm. People are like, man, I don't know. I think it's Turk, and he kind of messes with you a little bit. In my mind, Mirren's the better guy. I think she, he just has more offense, a little more uh, on the mat, a little better head hands. So that's kind of where I'm leaning. I'm leaning Mirren and upside, and maybe maybe he drops the early um, the wrestle off, but I think. By Midlands, I think the spot will be Murin's. Yeah, I, uh, but, I agree. But we'll see. I mean, he's got Happel. Murin Happel is the first match. Happel's no joke. You know, he was nearly the starter last year. He beat year. Tommy he, Thorne. He had some time. What'd you say? He beat Tommy Thorne. Remember that? He threw yeah. him? 
He, he pinned up. That was a weird match, as I recall. Yes. No, it was. I think he beat Gaska, too. Yeah. So that will be a tough test for him. I bet this is one of those situations where we see them kind of like alternate until after Midlands, like you said, and they both wrestle in the same bracket, and then whoever's having the better season or even if they hit each other head-to-head goes the rest of the way. Let's act like that's our idea, and then when they do that, it'll be like right. Iowa listeners. As first reported advice. on Flow Radio Live. <laughs> exactly. Uh, other other interesting matchups. Well, we'll DeSanto will wrestle Paul Glenn. That's going to be a – Paul Glenn at least wrestles hard, but DeSanto, you figure he's going to mow through the 33 competition. And then uh, at 57, Jeremiah Moody is down. Uh, Caleb Young is down. That's going to be a really exciting uh, wrestle off, and it's you know it's important for for Iowa who goes there. That's like kind of the big question mark coming into this year, and if they can get some real contribution from one of those guys, they could be all right. Yeah, absolutely. You kind of uh, when you tweeted about Moody yesterday being a, you know a nice little option there for Iowa at fifty seven, it kind of triggered Spay. Why? I don't know. Oh, he just. He beat- yeah. Oh, I know why. Because you, well, you listed off all those, all those wins he had, right? And then he's like, "Well, Makai teched him twice, like a month later." Yeah, I didn't, I didn't, I wasn't including his losses. Is it Spay? Ask yourself: Is it factually correct that he beat Makai Lewis? Yes. Did Makai Lewis break in that match? Without question. <laughs> I'm sorry. Those are the facts. And they are indisputable. Okay, he beat him, and no one at Earths could even do that. So. I don't know. Makai Lewis is probably definitely better, but he still it it shows where he's at, and he also beat Dustin Plot, who we're all really excited about. So, um, yeah, and Young has some wins as well. But I, I think Moody. I kind of agree with you. I think there's much more upside with Moody than Caleb Young. Yeah, someone sent. Well, then someone deleted the message. Um, but someone sent me a list of Caleb Young's wins, and they were insane. But then he deleted the tweet, so I I don't know where it is now. But he definitely thought um. Well, let me try. He was it. like definitely he was taking umbrage with the fact that I was saying Moody might be a better option than Caleb Young. Like I know I don't know if he's better. I think he might be, but um, there's no way to know for sure. We'll find out. And no Sam Stoll for the wrestle offs. It looks like it'll be just Costello versus Cassiope. And I'm sure we'll see Costello in opening action while um, Stoll and Turk serve that match suspension. Yep. So, yeah, these are going down. Well, shoot, today is like the round one stuff for Iowa WrestleOffs, and tomorrow is the finals. Ben George Aaron says Cass- he's going to live tweet them for us on Friday. All right. Well, at least we'll have live Twitter action. That's right. Uh, if, if nothing else. I so- remember, man. The best. I remember what year? Go ahead. Go ahead. Now you go. Uh, I see wins for Caleb Young over Lorenzo De La Riva, Clark Glass, Andrew Fogarty, and there was one more, May Bethea. He might not. No, I think he was. This guy was citing some freestyle wins. Ah, um, gotcha. These are all with, past two folk style seasons. Yeah, yeah, it's tougher. So, we'll maybe we'll maybe we'll do some research. How about it? We'll consider that maybe after the show to be determined. So, yeah, that's the Iowa wrestle-offs. Those are going down. going to be exciting. Um, man, wrestling's back, and I'm fired up. Can't wait. It's a big weekend. Oh, 
It really is. It really is. I love that we're we're there's there's no easing into this season. It's go right away. Yeah, absolutely. All right, we've got friends. They've got questions. Let's get to questions from friends. Let's do it. Ty Prasma, former Missouri Tiger slash BMI assistant coach slash I'm not sure what he's doing right now. He's a cool guy. <laughs> For FRL question, let's say we implement a step out in folk worth a stall warning in the exchange on the out-of-bounds line for Valencia versus Hall in the finals. Who gets hit first? Hmm. Well, I guess he's talking about that crazy flurry that those two had. Yeah. So I don't have it exactly. I don't have, remember it so specifically, but to me, it's like if there's action happening on the edge, like you let, you let the action continue if there's a take down from it then okay but you know if a guy initiates an attack and there's a step out then that would be the point and also ty you know you take that scenario and you you if you have that rule the action is going to be different on the edge right mm-hmm. they're not some of the choices that zahid or mark made in that flurry probably wouldn't happen if there is a step out rule so it's not apples to apples how how it would be interpreted because the tactics would would likely adjust but I kind of like how freestyle does it for the most part. Freestyle, when they were given the continuation takedowns on the edge and letting guys wrestle through it, I thought that was like the purest form of how to do edge wrestling. And if that's the case for for NCA and folk style, I think I think it'd be great. So that's my answer, I guess, to that one. I think you nailed it. Um, also, they they were kind of rolling around a lot too, like across their backs and stuff. We wouldn't we probably wouldn't have seen that either if. Obviously, if it was freestyle, but um, yeah, I think you nailed it. Eliezer DeLuca, former Rutgers wrestler, cool guy from Oregon, a friend of Chael P. Sonnen, asks, Renteria or DeSanto? I got Renteria. Well, J. Rent not involved in the wrestle-offs, it looks like. I think he's a long way from making 133, <laughs> at least right now. So, not going to see that match. Although, ear that for... would be a... Renteria and fighting war. Yeah, would. Well, do we think more Renteria redshirt year, right? For sure, right? Like the Santos going, he can redshirt, and maybe they switch years, or who knows what, how that's going to work. But they can move that decision down another year. Yeah. Um. Okie doke. You know which team is going to make a surprise run to the top ten at NCAs this year? I don't know. Um. This answer, but I was, we haven't talked much about, in terms of sleeper teams, I feel like Nebraska hasn't come up much. They have a fire squad. They are they are going to be really, really good this year. You think about Zeke Moisey, 33 is going to be rough, I think, but they've got Chad Red, Tyler Berger, Isaiah White, Mike Labriola, Vins, Eric Schultz. That's like seven or eight really, really good All-American contender if they're not already All-American type of dudes. I think that's a team, and in, in it feels like Nebraska has pr- had teams like this where it's like a lot of pretty good guys, but it's I, to me, on the one hand, you could say, you know what, they kind of round a 12 a lot. They kind of yes. get right. They knock on the door and then lose. And so you could say, yeah, maybe they just don't quite put it all together in series, but at the same time, I kind of am the other way. I'm like, at one of these tournaments, it's it could all come together, and they could shoot into the top five. And now they don't have necessarily the title-contending firepower that can really 
propel you into that top five. If things converge, they, they could be looking at a top maybe five, six, seven um, finish. And I, I think they're a really exciting team on paper as of right now. Yeah, I like that. And then the team I kind of uh, was looking at is Minnesota. We have them ranked 20th right now. Um, oh, yeah. But that's just based on you know rankings and sliding that into the point scale. But you go Sean Russell now at 25, Lee Zach 33, Mitch McKee 41, um, 49. What's that? Oh, yeah, Tommy Thorne, then Blyes, then Jake Aller, Skatska, Owen Webster. Not sure who's in 97, but then probably Gable at heavyweight. That's a team that can easily be in the top 10. Especially when, you know, let's just say it, we think Gable's going to win NCAAs, yeah. right? And there's tw- there's 22-ish points right there. It Lezak has finished second and fourth the last two years and is a bonus machine. Mm-hmm. If McKee and Thorne and Russell can optimize their performance, and, you know, someone like Allard, someone I'm really excited for coming into this year. I lo- loved him in high school last year, kind of off the grid. I, I think a lot of him and Skaska is kind of a proven, you know, he's going to qualify. You know, he's probably going to score some points. So I love, I love the Minnesota nod there. I think they're going to have a really good team. Um, Brock Desert, favorite Halloween candy. Don't let Willie answer. Promise he will not answer this. <laughs> yeah, I, and I love when you put the stipulations that Willie can't answer questions just in general because sometimes he's just he just poo-poo's the questions in a really yeah. rude way. So. And he doesn't even like candy or Halloween, so he wouldn't even know how to answer this question. My favorite, well, shoot, mine are these Reese's pumpkins things. They're like the Reese's cups, but they're pumpkin shaped and they're yep. big. I've been having a real problem with those lately. Reese's cups, the goat, I, um, Kit Kats, and Twix. I love Twix. Cannot stand Kit Kats. Think they might be, in my opinion, the most overrated candy ever. But I know I'm on an island there. Yeah, that's a trash take. They have these uh, Halloween ones that are orange. They're really good. Highly recommend them. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Apparently, uh, so I wasn't at, I wasn't home for Halloween yesterday. I was here, but someone gave out chips uh, to one, to my children. I've gotten uh, chips before. Really? Yeah, yeah. It's I've, I've never experienced that, but it's kind of a nice change up. No, I like it. Um, there's this local. Um, chip company called Mr. B's in Parkersburg and people used to give out the little mini bags of Mr. B's and it, like you said it's a nice little change up I would I want to when I'm like old I want to be the guy that just answers the door and I just stick my hand in a big bag of Lay's potato chips and just like <laughs> <laughs> drop a handful in the bucket say happy Halloween that's Dare not what dream. that's not what your kids got right they just didn't put random chips in there they got like a bag right yeah, they got okay. a bag. I'm just making like, sure that didn't I, happen because I could see somebody doing that. <laughs> that would be hilarious. In Pflugerville, you never know. Um, oh, wow. Brock, Brock Desert's kind of on fire. I mean, Let him I go. wouldn't ask all his questions, but he asks good questions. Season starts today. Put your name on it. 2019 NCAA Individual Champions, weight by weight. Let's do it. I don't know if we want to do that. I don't know if we want to do this without our friends. Maybe we should. Maybe we should do it now. Here's here's the move. We do it now. Maybe we take some risks. And then when the guys come back, we do it again. Because, you know, they're not going to listen. They're going to have no idea what we said. Right. Um, and who cares if the fans hold us accountable? We're going to have a couple different sets of picks that we can literally cut out and say after it happens. And we can sound really smart. So let's just 
you know, it's like buying multiple lottery tickets at this point, Kyle. We reserve so right to change our picks for when our friends come back. For when the our friends come back or when the NCAA finals get set. Um, yes. We can change we can change our picks up to that point, and you can't hold us accountable unless we are right from a long distance <laughs> out, in which case, thank you. 125, uh, yeah, this, this should be a short discussion. Um, I'm going to go with the man Spencer Lee. I will go uh, Spencer the condenser as well. Yes, he will. He will be condensing. One thirty-three, though. Oh boy, this is one. This is one where I'm going to do a lot of changing. I'm going to need four or five picks here to cover all yeah. my bases. But my first pick is going to be Nicky Suriano. I think it's his year. I think Dang. he gets over the hump. I think he figures it out. Gross, love Gross. He's the man to beat. Tariq Wilson, Stefan Micic. It's going to be hard, but maybe Dayton me, fix. Yeah, Dayton fix. Yeah, I forgot about Dayton uh, because we're still like, which weight's he going? It's tough to like kind of. But I really think Suriano's going 33. I really think Dayton's going 33. And um, yeah, I'm going to go Suriano, but who the heck knows? I was going to say Gross over Suriano, but I don't feel good about it. I will stick with Gross though, since you went Suriano. Ooh. Uh, but I, I do like yeah. Suriano to make the finals. I think I, and I'm basing it basically on Suriano's head hands and the, basically wholly on the fact that I think he can get away from Gross and basically no one else can. That could be wrong, but I, I think Suriano's really good underneath. So that's you why know I he can get him. to his legs. Yes. So. Yes. All right, 41. Man, I'm picking Yanni. I really am, but it's not a foregone conclusion. I think a match we didn't see that is going to be tough for Yanni, and correct me if I'm wrong, but did not hit McKenna last no. year, right? No, he did not. I think that's a tough one for Yanni. I really do. I think McKenna's good on the mat. He's so tough to get to. I think the upside sure is with Yanni, but, man, that guy, his senior year, if he went out on top and won a, a, a scrappy 2-1-3-2 match against Yanni, I, I don't think that should surprise us, even though Yanni's arc is insane. <clears throat> and we could, and you know, Ironman's given Yanni fits. He beat him, yeah. and then they went to overtime. He beat him. He had to come Man. from behind to go to overtime with him at NCAAs. But I, I'm picking Yanni. I would not be shocked if he doesn't win, but I do feel confident in the Yanni pick. The he, kid is just a gamer. I don't know. There's Right, and... He's got that Kyle Dake, like, right, raises his level when the lights are the brightest. I mean, he, yeah, and as I, I kind of cast down on my own pick with the McKenna thing, I'm like, man, dude, he already did it yeah. with a torn ACL. Uh, it's just, it's, yeah, it's tough to see him not winning. 149, I'm still going to pick Zane um, <laughs> until further notice. No, this is, this is really hard. This is, this is one maybe more than 33. I'm going to change it multiple times. Tristan Moran's got Bulu Allen. Um, I know that. But I'm going to take um, Michael Jordan, the greatest wrestler to not win NCAAs. Okay. Will win NCAAs. Uh, I'm going to take Gio Martinez. Uh, no, I'm just <laughs> kidding. Uh, I'm taking Anthony Ashnall. He's going to mob all the way to Rutgers' first national title. Except he'll be second because well, on my predictions, he's he's first. <laughs> yeah, I love that. I mean, Kaladzic, Lugo, all these dudes. It's 
gonna be a crazy one. I'm going. Micah is really tough to pick to win a tournament because he is so not good on bottom, and he's just gonna have to win a lot of takedown contests. So pretty sure the only tournament he's ever won is the time he won CKLV as a true freshman against Lugo, though. Oh wait, no. So he's won Vegas twice then. Cause he he killed everyone his freshman year at forty one. Then he won the next year at forty nine where when he beat Lugo. That's a good point. So CKLV lights out, except last year when he lost yeah, in Panaleo. He got sucked back and almost pinned. Um, <laughs> we'll, we won't worry about that. Yeah, I don't know. This will probably definitely be one I change a couple times. Mm-hmm. But if he does win, we can say it. November first, Christian Piles called it, which will be the ultimate. Okay, one fifty seven. Very simple. Jason Nolf, or you're fired. Jason Nolf. Jason Nolf. That's that next. That's not like a flow thing. If you, are, I don't care what your job is. <laughs> if you don't pick Jason Nolf, you are fired. Okay, <laughs> that's just those are the rules. I I'm not in HR, but I just know that's how it works. That's the way it you works. have to pick him. One sixty five. Okay. And on the one hand, it's like, how do you pick against this guy, Vincenzo Joseph? He don't literally it. did it, and he did it against a guy that basically didn't lose any. And at the same time, it's like, man, Evan Wick's really good. I think he could match up well with him. I really, I give Evan a great shot. I love Marinelli. I like a lot of these dudes. But at the end of the day, I'm going to pick Chenzo. Me too. And he might lose a match during the regular season. He might get pushed at NCAAs like we saw with Isaiah White last year. But I like him to get his hand raised at the end of the match in Pittsburgh. Yeah. In, oh yeah, he's literally he in his city. Central Catholic. In his city. In his own city. Wow. Yeah, he has to win now. Pretty sure he already won. Congrats to him, three-time <laughs> champ, Vincenzo Joseph. One seventy-four. I guess we gotta say. Um, I'm gonna say, man. You gotta say Zahid. Yep. Z- Zahid Mark again, and um, you know, I I I was kind of like Team Mark, Team Mark. But after the All-Star and then NCAAs, I don't know if you can really do that anymore. I think you just have to say it's Sahid. He's, he's established himself. Even though anytime you go into a match picking against Mark, there's a lot of nervousness. But there should be more nervousness picking against Zahid Valencia. So I'm going with Zahid. Would kind of love it if he went up to 84 just because it would be a, nice, a neat little wrinkle. But I think he's staying down. And for that reason... I'm going with uh, Zahid Valencia. I'm and going I love with Zahid the, as you know, well. The extension of the of the rivalry too. That, yeah. Um, maybe Mark gets one. And the neat thing is they'll duel at Penn State, mm-hmm. so we'll see it again. That's very exciting as well. The one in Rec um, Hall is really interesting because Rec Hall's kind of got like that Carver Magic thing going on right now. Uh, yeah. So I don't. Maybe maybe he steals. Steals that one there, and then maybe we see Zahid get him back in the finals. But I like Zahid as well. And the one thing that no one's talking about is Zahid Valencia is winless at Rec Hall. And, oh, wow, uh, good point. You have to imagine. And, and has Mark Hall ever lost at Rec Hall? Not, no. No. So basically, it, w- it, w- it defies to Something's got to give. Something's got to give. Something's got to give. <laughs> Okay, so we'll see Mark Zahid at Rec Hall, where Zahid will have to be a tremendous underdog because of the stats. 
All right, we're coming along. We're at 184, and if Zahid is truly down and Bo Nickel is truly up, then there's a man. He's going to wrestle in his home gym, McDonough High School. I got Miles Martin. I do too. Miles was unbelievable last year. Yes. Um, he was incredibly close to pinning Bo Nickel and just having Ohio State win the team title, just completely switching the, the script. Um, and there's no Bo Nickel this year. So I like yeah. Miles to uh, finish his career with bookend titles. Miles, want, because of all the transcendent talent we have right now, the really, 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 really good guys like Miles kind of get lost in the shuffle. And he had a monster year last year. And he's been a monster basically for three straight years. He stayed on the path. He looked really good at, at wrestle-offs. I, he just does all the right stuff. He's in that room. Uh, yeah. And I don't even know, you know, if that's the the construction of the weight, I mean, who who is the who's the challenger there? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, is it Emory Parker, Taylor Vin, Zach Zavatsky, Ryan Price? I mean Parker Parker and Zavatsky do have wins over Miles, mm-hmm. but that was a completely different Miles Martin as well. That was sophomore Miles. You're right, two um, years ago. Yeah, I I agree. It's Miles Miles has jumped levels really every year and throughout his true freshman year he really improved. All right, 197, Bo Nickel is who I've got. I feel um, like it's another if you don't pick Bo Nickel you're fired thing. Yeah, you're fired. From any whatever your job is, you're fired if you don't pick Bo. Those are the rules and I'm sorry. Um just don't pick against him and you don't have to get fired. Right. It's very then simple. you get to keep your job and money. Yeah. So, if you don't want to work, say someone else's name. Heavyweight will allow you technically to pick against Gable Stevenson, but you should be on some sort of personal improvement plan <laughs> for your wherever you work if you pick against Gable, um, but not fired. But I'm picking Gable. I am too. I mean, he's just the best guy at the weight. Yeah, and I don't. And it's like, can you really see Sam Stoll or Tanner Hall or one of those guys? Can you just close your eyes and envision them on top of the podium? In March, I I personally cannot, uh, and I don't know who else it would be. I think he wins, no problemo. I, of course, if Omar Desi comes back, that's interesting, but come on, dog. Yeah, it's Gable Stevenson's world. So those are our 100% picks to win NCAAs, Correct barring picks. anything, barring NCAAs happening and something different happening from those. Obviously, we're gonna get a couple different iterations of these until we get it right. And my, my hope is that through the magic of the internet and editing, I will be able to splice together a video of me correctly picking all 10 NCAA champions. It's something I've always wanted to do, and I think this year um, I can put some real fake news together and convince people that I picked them all. <laughs> Let's do it. Spay, we, Spay convinced everybody he had the perfect NCAA basketball bracket last year. <laughs> That was so hilarious when everyone was like, no way, you don't really have it. He's like, I know, it's crazy, but I haven't missed one. <laughs> Even like down to the final four, which is completely With Loyola awkward. Chicago in the final four. Did that really happen? Yes. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I don't follow basketball <laughs> very well, obviously, because you would think I would remember that. Um, <clears throat> someone asked best Halloween costume. I would have to humbly say me. Uh, because I made multiple coworkers think 
literally think I was nomad, and one girl even gasped in horror because she was so freaked out. There were she thought I was there nomad. Were, there were a few times during the day when like I saw you from behind, and I like my mind just registered nomad, and then I was like, oh wait, that is Christian. Never mind. <laughs> nomad did not yeah. appreciate it. I don't care what he said. He did not appreciate it. I know. I don't know why. Because maybe it was because I was an exact replica from the shoes to the pants to the quarter zip to the hair to the hat. Um, I pulled it off, and I think maybe he didn't like what he saw. But I thought I saw a beautiful <laughs> young man, and he should love himself some more. Because to not like it, to not like my outfit, is to not like himself. Yeah. And he should he should love himself like we love him. An imitation is the highest form of flattery. Very Wrestling true. nomad. Okay. Um, what could be the peak of twenty? Who could be the peak of twenty twenty? So I guess that means young guy, maybe a little ahead of his time in twenty twenty makes a run, and I do not know who that could be. Does um, Gable count could be as a young guy? Yeah, Gable would be like twenty. So I don't know. Was, I don't. How old was Pico? Nineteen. He was, I think he was 19. So a 19-year-old, I don't know if there is such a one. Because basically that would be someone from the class of 2019. Mm -hmm. And that class, I don't see it, you know. I mean, Aaron Brooks, but no way. Right. He's not in that 86 mix, So like Pico was at 65. So there will be no Pico of 2020. And that was God that asked that. So, (laughs) which I feel like he should have the answer to that. Yeah, what are you asking me for, Lord? <laughs> uh, Sean Warner, father to Jacob Warner. Is there a coach on the hot seat this year? And what young coach would you like to see get a sh- shot at a D1 job? Well, I don't know who's on the hot seat because I don't know what administrations care, but just look at you know big programs that stink, and probably those coaches should be, but whether they care or not, I don't know. But as far as assistance – and I may get beat up for saying this in this room. Yeah, but be careful. Glad it, I gotta be careful. He's in the wrestling room. Maybe he won't, Coach Bond's gonna be way too busy. I'm gonna be off the grid by the time word gets back to him. But John Reeder, mm-hmm. I mean, th- this guy is is unbelievable, and everyone that works with him, that knows him, his work ethic, he'll get his shot one day. I think he really wants to do something big here first, and I think he really likes working with Coach Bono, but. I think he's someone you got to give, be given a close look at, and you know I think the fit, the the advantage that he has that he's in a really good situation. He's not going to have to go and take a job that maybe isn't the most ideal circumstance. Um, but him, definitely Brian Snyder is someone I think should get a shot. Um, those are two that come to mind. I'm sure there's good dudes I'm like spacing on right now, but that's who I think should get a shot. And as far as who should be. Uh, Canned well, read between the lines there. Yeah, bad you, Big Ten team. Bad big. If you're bad, really bad every year in the Big Ten. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> you nailed it. Maybe time for a shakeup. Yeah. So that's that. Um, predictions for Iowa rest loss. We kind of did that. Um, Kyle, you can answer this. Um, a lot of people. It's kind of funny. People are asking questions of us like we were like. I mean, Kyle was a good wrestler, right? But, you know, Nomad and I were definitely scrubs. It's like they're, they're like coming to us, but I don't know. They want to know wrestling stuff from us. They want to know our best moves. <laughs> Michael Malay wants to know, what was your favorite thing to eat and drink after making weight? Uh, I would usually have Subway. It wasn't necessarily, like, my favorite thing. 
usually it wasn't necessarily like my favorite thing that or like PB and J's and then just Gatorade and water. Okay. Um, that sounds good. There were a few times nope. like my sophomore year when I was like cutting weight really stupid and like just craving random stuff. I would have like a Red Bull after weigh-ins and that was not smart. Oh my God. That was like 15 year old Kyle just going rogue. Wow, that was your rebellious streak. Red Bull after weigh-ins. Tanner Lefevre wants to know, if Nomad covered every inch of himself in baby <laughs> oil other than his wrist, could he get out from under Spencer Lee in, in less than seven minutes? Well, one, why is he not covering his wrists in baby oil? Um, because <laughs> that's necessary, too. Because that's the only w- reason this is even a question. Yeah. Um, and the answer, regardless, I don't care how much baby oil is involved, no, he cannot get away from Spencer no. Lee in seven No days. matter what scenario you have, he's not getting away from Spencer Lee. Yeah, unless he is covered in molten lava that incinerates uh, Spencer Lee's hands, he cannot get away. Matt McDonough put me on my back, unsurprisingly, yesterday and made me fight off of it, and it was really uncomfortable. Yeah, but he I did technique off. on me, and it was really uncomfortable. I know, I know. He, uh, he went... Hammerlock, just you know, like Iowa, chin and arm, and I'm like on oh, my back, <laughs> mouth completely covered. <laughs> like, All right, now you got to fight. So I like had to do that. So I at least did that. I'm sure I wasn't getting the full, but he he said I fought hard. So that's good. good. Yeah. Hey, a lot of experience. Experience is a great teacher. <laughs> been on been on my back plenty. So uh, you learn how to learn how to fight off of it. All right, let's see. Any questions you want to call out there, Kyle um, Bracky? I don't think more kids will start trying to make Greco and freestyle teams. I think they will pick one. Someone yeah, Adam, Adam Kuhn is an outlier in every way, from being a six-foot-six astronaut to being a Greco and freestyle specialist. Just Adam Kuhn is not the template for anyone else. Yeah. Oh, um, Joe Smith update. Yes. His first match is going to be at like 184, apparently. Is that at uh, so, Oklahoma City Open, I believe? I think so. So I don't know what that means <laughs> for him. I don't know if he can beat Dakota Gear. It, it raises a lot of questions. But, yeah, that's it. That's all I know. I don't know. I think little intel. I think the pitch, Dayton, Brock – 25 through 41 is going to happen. Uh, Boo's going to be the 49. G's, G's going to be kind of out of luck. And then 65 looks like Chandler, and then Jacoby at 74. And I don't know what Joe Smith's doing. So we'll, we'll see there. And I don't know if he can beat Dakota Gear, but that's my gosh. That's your cowboy. G Feller, yeah. Joe Smith possibly on the bench. That's unreal. That's that's the Oklahoma State first world problems. It's got to be someone. Okay, Stephen Kyle, what else you got? Um, I'm looking here. Uh, <laughs> we are on we are on Roku. Colton Jensen asked. Uh, Flow Sports, yes. not don't search Flow Wrestling. Search Flow Sports. You can find it that way. Um, what times everything get going tonight? Uh, so, 6 p.m. Central for West Virginia, Northern Colorado. 7 for Buffalo, Wisconsin. 
Um, so nice little buffer there. Yeah. And then Saturday morning, it's an early start with the clarion, um, Wyoming, uh, cowboy open and the Rutgers quad starting at 9 AM on Saturday central. Those are central times. And then, uh, that evening, 6 PM, Ohio state Navy. Um, so that nice little get early look at the Buckeyes should be a cool atmosphere with miles Martin going back to McDonough. And then Sunday you have yeah. Dactronics at 9 a.m. And then at noon, uh, the debut of North Dakota State Duels live on Floor Wrestling as they take on Northwestern. So you'll get to see Sebastian Rivera, Ryan Deacon up at 57. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. So That's ni- exciting. Nice look at Northwestern early in the season. North Dakota State, not bad either. I think Fleetwood's going to be the 25-pounder, so a decent test for Sebastian Rivera. Um, Lorenzo de la Riva transferred there, uh, from CSUB to, to North Dakota. Yeah. I had no idea. Yeah. I feel like I should know, I should know that kind of intelligence. All right. I miss, I missed that one. I'm going to confirm that oh. just to make sure I just didn't make that up. <laughs> Some, it's all right. We'll just add it. It's, no, he's it's just there. Like the, it, he's there. So Andrew Fogarty, who's pretty good at 65 and de la Riva up at 74. Yeah. All right, could be a salty uh, Roger Kish-led squad there. Oh, Johnny and, Sebastian, uh, Lorenzo De La Riva. That will be fun. Johnny yeah. Sebastian, who is, I think, a true freshman now because he got multiple <laughs> years back. So good for Johnny. And um, with that, Caitlin in the control room slash command center, I think we are we're ready to go. Um, man, I kind of think we nailed this show. What can, what can you say, Bracky? It was a little. Uh... We're kind of rushing last minute and a lot of moving parts. But, yeah, for w- all the circumstances, we really did a good job. We overcome overcame a lot of adversity. Um, I'm gonna, So here's my plan. I'm just going to hang out in the wrestling room and put stuff on floorwrestling.org. And Kyle Bracky's going to put it on social so you can see all the cool stuff going on here in this room. Uh, the Badgers could be cutting weight. Oh, we played spike ball. Um, I had Ryan Christensen on my team. We, had, we won the best two out of three against – Pat Spray and some other young buck. So yeah, it was pretty fun playing in the nice. room. They have a lot of house rules, like if it hits the ventilation on a spike, it's not your point and stuff like that. But as you can imagine, playing in a room was great. And um, yeah, it was a lot of fun to play again. I'm and jealous we're, that we're you played to- because we have not played in weeks here because Austin decided to turn into Portland and rain for three straight weeks. It was it was absolutely brutal. It rained um, again yesterday. Yeah. I heard about that. It was beautiful here. I was so lucky um, to avoid the rain. Well, I don't know if the song's playing. It probably is. It is playing. All right. Caitlin says it's playing. Nice. And um, so we want to thank ASICS. We want to thank Wisconsin for having us. We want to thank you for listening. We'll be back next Tuesday. Will Willie, Will Nomad, will Nomad make it back alive? Is Willie, Willie's very sick apparently. Will he get on antibiotics? <laughs> will he be able to get to a drugstore? These are the questions that we will answer for you on Tuesday. But until then. We will have real college wrestling to talk about on Tuesday. It will have actually happened. It will all be over. All the speculation comes to an end. Enjoy the first day of college wrestling. Tune in live, me and Ben Askren, Wisconsin Buffalo, Northern Colorado, West Virginia. And with that, goodbye.